Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, A Fresh Breath of Positivity. I am thrilled to introduce to you a very special guest, Kirsten Ross. Kirsten teaches proven strategies that help leaders create a clear direction, defeat employee drama, and generate engaged teams that work well and produce more. She's known to many as the drama-free queen and is the undisputed expert of transformation. She'll move you from resigned, resentful, and overwhelmed to focused, engaged, and empowered. Kirsten has worked with passionate leaders in privately held companies, family businesses, and nonprofits for more than 20 years. Her insightful approach has helped them find their fuel, drive great service, and feel empowered in their work and lives. Kirsten is the author of the leadership books, Defeat the Drama, and From People Problems to Productivity. She has been featured as an expert for media such as NBC Nightly News, National Public Radio, and Entrepreneur Magazine. Kirsten's education and experience include a master's degree in human resource management, senior human resource certification, the Coach Training Alliance curriculum, and over 20 years of hands-on human resources. There are so many exciting things that I want to talk to Kirsten about. So for this one, we are just going to go with the flow and see where the conversation goes. But she's going to begin by telling us what her goals are. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Kirsten Ross. My ultimate goal is to help people remove fears, false beliefs that don't serve us and habits. And we can't really change, well, we cannot change how we're wired, but we can change those other things. So I help people focus on the barriers that stand in their way that they have control of to help remove them. And I absolutely 100% with my whole being believe that every single person is born with unique gifts and a set of passions that are unique to them. And so I love helping people figure that out. A lot of times we kind of do the lazy river way of doing life. Right. Where we, uh, you know, life just bumps us along. If you, if you think about what you do when you're sitting in an inner tube and you're, <laughs> and yeah. you're going around, you know, and uh, I always think of the time that my son who was young at the time, we were at one of those places and we'd been doing the lazy river the normal way. And all of a sudden he said, Hey, I've got a plan. And he, in his mind had created this vision for how he wanted our family to go through the lazy river the next time. And it was by holding each other's inner tubes, sticking together and hitting every single waterfall all the way around. And so what did that require? It required first that vision. It required his leadership to share that with us and then to keep us on track the whole time. And also we weren't letting the river bump us along. We were throwing our arms in the water to get to where he wanted us to go. And so that is the best way to do life. You know, because there are challenges. We all experience challenges. You know, none of us makes it through life without that. And so we can let those challenges or just the things that happen to us kind of get, and not even just challenges. It can be the good things or things that feel fine or fun. But if we're not intentional about the choices that we make, the path that we're taking isn't really our own. And so I help people kind of empower themselves in their own lives have tenacity because once we're really confident on our plan, it's a lot easier to be tenacious. And it's also a lot easier to make decisions with our time because 
we're not waffling and saying, ooh, should I go down that path? I don't know. If we have guideposts that say, this is the direction I'm going, now our yes and no's are much easier. So that's some of what I help people do is, uh, and I encourage people to go through those kinds of exercises. You know, what is your passion? What are your gifts? And I could share a little quick kind of exercise for that if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Which, um, which topic would you feel most comfortable talking about first? And we can just roll with that. Oh, either. So let me, yeah, let me just share this super quick. Cause a lot of times we're not really clear on what our gifts are and what our passions are again, okay. because we're not super intentional and we can just be unaware. And here's what I find very often with gifts. So, and by gifts, I just mean talents, like what we're really good with right. and we're all born with innate gifts. But what we do is our gifts come to us really easily. And so we don't think that they're a big deal. And then we say, oh yeah, I'm really good at that, but huh, everyone's good at that. I wish I could do that. And we look at other people and we think, man, that's so cool that they're good at that. And I only have these things that are easy to do and I don't have anything that's really great or important. But the truth is that each of us have those gifts and the things that come easy to you do do come easy because those are your gifts. So we have to put aside that false belief that if it comes easily, it's not special because it is special to us. And the beautiful thing is that we need the gifts and the talents of every single human being and they're all important. And so I encourage people, I call it a wipe the slate clean brainstorm. I, am, I encourage you to do this exercise. Think about the things that you love to do that come easily to you, that ignite your energy, that you can do for seven hours and it feels like 20 minutes have gone by. Look for those kinds of activities. And they can be work-related or not work-related. And I call it a wipe the slate clean uh, brainstorm because I don't want you to be stopped by, oh, that's silly. You couldn't make money doing that. Or, oh my gosh, I'd have to get a degree to do that. Or I don't have time to do that. All those kinds of things can stop you with your creative flow before you even get there. So get them on the list. Don't put any justifications or judgments or anything on what you're putting on your list. Just first get that list down because you never know like the combination of things that are going to come together once you put that list together. So uh, that's one thing. That's one part of the equation is figuring out what you're really good at. What are your special gifts? And then the next part is where do you feel a passion to use those gifts? What kind of difference do you want to make? And now when I talk about difference, I don't mean like you have to go on a mission trip or have to volunteer. I mean, it could be your life's work, what you make your money doing, or it could be things that you volunteer for. But it's really important to just pay attention to those because the most time that like when we can spend a lot of time in our gifts, we're going to have better energy and life's just going to flow better. And again, the world is waiting for what's uh, what you have in store. So the second important piece is figuring out where is your special call to action. So you have these unique gifts and kind of what are you passionate about doing with them? Because you can use your gifts in all kinds of different ways. You know, if you think about a photographer, there are photographers that are super passionate about taking pictures of nature. And then there are people that love taking pictures of people or babies or, you know, so look at where you would use those same gifts. And the call to action is 
you know, think about what really inspires you when you hear a news story or see something on social media or someone tells you about something that they saw that happened or, or have a personal experience and you start thinking, oh my gosh, why does that exist? Why is that happening? Someone needs to do something about that. Just know that those feelings are unique to you. I mean, other people are going to have similar feelings too, but not everyone is going to feel that, um, you know, ignite their passion when they hear that same story. So, and when you find those two things and blend them together, there's your sweet spot. Awesome. That is, thank you for sharing that, Kirsten. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, when we're talking, when you're talking about either work or life, what is your recommendation for people who are just like sick of the drama? Because, you know, I read through your book titles a little bit that you were known mm -hmm. as the drama free queen. So what yeah. do you recommend? Well, so what I do, and again, uh, it, it's a path. If you are experiencing a lot of drama in your life, it's likely a path that you need to walk through to defeat the drama. So that's the name of one of my books. So defeat the drama. And Ultimately, that's kind of what I'm helping everyone do, actually. So what I help clients do is first figure out where they have control. So you have drama. Why is it happening? And what's in your control? So a lot of times we have people in our lives uh, that are creating drama. We can't necessarily control what they're doing. Uh, but if we use assertive communication, we can at least at, make requests of those of other people who are creating drama. Can we require them to change how they're behaving? No, but by at least having the conversation, we're now empowered and now you have an answer. They will uh, follow and listen to my request or they won't. They will respect my boundaries or they won't. And once you have the answer to those questions, and if it's a no, you can say, well, then I can love this person or respect this person or like this person, but do I need them and do I need to invest a lot of time with this person? So we always have choices. So again, it's looking for what is causing the drama. Is it my own thoughts and how I'm thinking about circumstances? Am I placing myself in victim mode when I don't necessarily have to? Am I igniting bigger emotions than I need to be around things? Uh, am I around people that are causing drama? So we look at what's creating the drama, what's in your control, because focusing on what's out of your control just puts you in victim mode. So that's that, you know, to feel empowered, it's like figure out what you can, what you can do, like, where is there something that you can make an impact with? So, uh, so that's kind of the, the path that we go through to help people defeat their drama. Very cool. And how hard is it for people to set those boundaries? You know, I know some people try to do it but sometimes it can be kind of difficult. So what do you recommend for that? It just takes practice. I have people, uh, you know, so I'm sure everyone's heard the term people pleaser. And a lot of people, even when they're in their fifties and sixties are still people pleasing, which is, you know, leads can lead to a really difficult life because our happiness or, you know, we're always trying to make other people happy with our actions and we don't have control over other people. And it can feel really scary. We might tell ourselves like, oh, I want to be needed or I want people to like me. There are a lot of different reasons that people are people pleasers. And, um, and I always say, if you're a people pleaser, you tend to have a lot of people pushers in your life because those two kinds of uh, personalities go well together. And so it's really about practicing, um, paying attention. 
realizing first that you, you do have a right to have a voice in your relationships. Uh, if you have big time people, please people pushers in your life, they're doing what they need to do to get what they want out of the relationship. You have the same right. They might not agree with that. They might not act like that. They might have words that make you think that, but not actions. But so um, it is really difficult. But what I do is I have people start with simpler uh, relationships than the, you know, than the tougher ones. So starting to just even do something like say no to a telemarketer, <laughs> you know, instead of <laughs> listening to them for 15 minutes, Absolutely. you know, that's an easy one. You know, don't start with a mother-in-law or a brother or, you know, start with some easier ones, build the muscle, uh, realize that the biggest fear that you have uh, likely won't happen. And also our relationships are a journey. So if you have a conversation with someone to try to set a boundary and it doesn't go well, just know that's where the relationship is right now. You're on a journey and it might be different down the road. So you can continue to stay with your convictions and what you need to do for your own personal health and well-being. Um, and then they can work on what they need to do for themselves and make choices for their lives. So, um, yeah, it's a journey and uh, sometimes it goes well. You know, I think back to a client who I'd been working with and we'd been making a lot of progress in her being more assertive and uh, we were coming up on, and but we were working on work relationships and those can be easier than family relationships because in family, you know, we have a long time history and, you know, our uh, relationships are really locked in. So she was nervous because Christmas was coming and, and she had a brother that was challenging and who kind of ruined Christmas every year. And so she said, we all talk amongst ourselves and we don't want him there, but I feel bad, but I want to see him. But X and X and X, all these things happen when he comes. And I said, well, you guys are having conversation amongst yourselves. Have you ever had a conversation with him? I said, what if you gave him the opportunity to make different choices? Maybe he doesn't realize all the chaos that he's creating with his behavior. What if you could request that he behave differently? Tell him that you want him there, that you love him, and you hope that he'll abide by your requests. But if not, that you don't want him there. And ultimately, in that instance, this conversation that hadn't been had for years, while they just accommodated the behavior that ruined everything, they finally had the, the conversation. And he said, I didn't realize it. And yes, I will, I will do that. I want to be there. And so they made the request and he followed through. And that's the thing. Sometimes the fear that we have about having the conversation, uh, you know, the thing we worry about most a lot of times doesn't happen. Absolutely. And setting boundaries, like you were talking about, kind of comes along with compassion and empathy. Do you agree with that? Oh, sure. But, you know, uh, compassion and empathy for ourselves and then compassion and empathy. Yeah. So we can love someone who's making bad choices that are impacting our lives. But there is nothing that says that we have to invest a lot of time with that person. Again, we can hope the best for them. We can love them, but we don't have to love them in close proximity and with lots of hours. Absolutely. And Kirsten, you actually run your own podcast too. Is that correct? Yes. And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's called uh, Live and Lead for Impact. And so I'm doing a little pivot right now, actually, uh, of the podcast, but, but it is uh, twice a week. And in one episode, I share leadership and life strategies. And then in the other episode, I interview 
people who are making an impact in the world and have been motivated to make that impact by life experiences. And so they share their stories, share the whys of what they're doing, and um, and then also some uh, strategies to help others overcome um, some of what they had to hurdle as they were working to make their impact. But right now I'm starting to interview uh, entrepreneurs who have made pivots, creative pivots uh, because of COVID. And I'm doing that because I want to give hope and inspiration because uh, a lot of business owners are really struggling right now. It is a tough time, but if we can uh, raise above the frustration, the dread, the fear and all that kind of stuff so that we can be our most creative, there are a lot of opportunities right now. And so I want to share those success stories of people who made these pivots um, instead of like just sitting and feeling totally stuck. And I'm not trying to minimize the tough situation that businesses are in. However, uh, if we only focus on the frustration and the challenge, then we're not, we need to shift our focus to just see what opportunities there are. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you recommend for people just to get through this COVID-19 experience? This is just, it's an awful experience. Yeah. So here I, uh, I actually created this one page sheet and if people want it, uh, uh, I would say they can, uh, book a little time with me. Is it okay if I throw that out there? Cause yeah, I'm trying to absolutely. think how I could get it to them. But if they go to defeat the drama.com forward slash book call, uh, schedule the time we can go. And then if you really don't want to talk with me, that's fine too. Just put that in the notes when you schedule the time. And then I'll at least know, I'll just be able to respond to your email and send you this little form that I created. But so like I said, I think uh, there are two key things that I've been really encouraging people to do. And one is give yourself grace and give others in your life grace. You know, you just talked about uh, boundaries with empathy. And I think that's really important right now. Uh, so it's not about, again, tolerating, you know, very difficult people or tolerating, you know, employees that aren't behaving appropriately. However, I think it is a time to create new and realistic expectations for you and your team because we can act like this circumstance isn't impacting us, but the reality is that it is. And whether you believe COVID's real or you believe COVID's a hoax, it is a crazy time in our country and in the world right now. And so uh, there's fear and there is all kinds of different fear. You know, usually when we have a life experience, maybe there's one or two different kinds of categories of fear. Uh, and maybe it's just us or, you know, our, our, our immediate family that's experiencing. But right now, this is a global experience that we're having together where fear is, can be igniting all over. And so I encourage one grace. Uh, the reality is it might, you might need more rejuvenation time right now. I'm a type A personality. I like to go, 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 go. I have needed more rejuvenation time. I have had periods where I'm not able to focus as well as I normally do. And I've given myself grace and I encourage others to do the same. This isn't the time to say I need to be do, you know, keep busy and be productive and make all these things happen and then beat myself up when I don't. So yes, set goals. Yes, make things happen, but be realistic and give yourself grace if you are needing a little extra downtime. And same with your teams. If you have a team, you know, keep in mind that 
They might be working remotely for the first time ever. They are likely, if they have young children, they are homeschooling or dealing with, you know, without daycare and possibly sharing space, workspace now with a significant other. So those are challenging and can, you know, limit the amount of productivity that they can have. So just be realistic, you know, again, set some expectations, but be realistic. And then the second piece is try not to live in the swirling feeling of fear and dread that you might. Uh, so this little form, what it does, and I had been sharing this, I've actually been sharing it with leaders around the world uh, on some Zooms, is uh, it helps people organize their thoughts because we can absolutely be overwhelmed in all the fear that that is coming at us. And that's not a good place to be. So again, I'm all about empowering people. So what this form does is just helps you organize your thoughts around the categories of fear that you might be experiencing and then for who, and then has you look at what is some kind, now that you've put a name to the fear and gotten very specific, uh, now you can look to see where can I take some concrete action? Where do I have control? Like I said, that's where you have to focus all the time to, to empower yourself. And then where are some areas where I don't have control where maybe I want to limit my focus and intention, uh, attention? So just a super quick illustration. I had some emotional fears and physical fears about my son because one, he lives by himself and two, he's an essential worker. So I could sit there and just be fearful about his emotional health because he's alone when we were hunkered down. But there was nothing I could do about that you know, just in general. But what, what could I do? Well, as a mom, I could make sure I was texting and calling him more often. And two, I could ship shop for him, you know, so have groceries delivered to him, which one kept him out of the grocery stores and two was like a way of sending a little remote mom love. So those were actions I could take. And as soon as we define concrete actions that can make some sort of impact, we feel a little bit more peaceful. And again, empowered instead of just a total victim in this swirling dread and fear. So those are the two things that I would encourage people to do. Kirsten, I, I love your input about all of this, the compassion, the empathy, and I really love your YouTube videos. And I'm definitely excited to order your book from People Problems to Productivity. <laughs> Sorry, I, <laughs> I think it is going to be an amazing read. And just from talking to you right now, I am really excited about it. I have a couple more books too. And what's, I'm sorry, what is the name of your podcast? It, What's the, the title is called A Fresh Breath of Positivity. Okay, good. All right. Because uh, I was going to say there are a couple more that aren't leadership focused, but are more kind of general, like kind of personal relationship focused. And one is uh, called uh, To Love and Be Cherished. And so that is, it's for women. Uh, in finding true love. Awesome. And it's about setting high expectations and, and, uh, you know, you are a treasure. And so you don't have to set the bar low in the hopes of finding someone make them work. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and then the other one is in sickness and in silence. And that is actually, um, a mom's uh, first year with a recovering addict. 
And that is my story with my son who asked me to start speaking on the topic. And so I wrote just a super little book to how, and I still actually speak to parents. So uh, just, and it's the same kind of thing, you know, sharing those strategies of setting healthy boundaries and, uh, but loving someone, uh, loving the person and hating the disease. And, uh, but anyway, some very, it's a very simple read. Uh, well, you know, quick read, tough topic. So. Right. Absolutely. Kirsten, thank you so much for talking about all this. I, I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Great. Well, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it too. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. And just in case you forgot what those books were called and you want to check them out, they're called Defeat the Drama, From People Problems to Productivity, and In Sickness and in Silence, a book about her son's addiction. For anyone that is interested in checking out her podcast, it is called Defeat the Drama. Thank you all very much. And as always, I love the feedback. See you all next week.